Hi guys, you're about to watch an interview I made with Justin Hoff, which is going to help you out to understand this new SaaS platform that is taking the world by its head because it's going to help you with LinkedIn automations and don't think that it's just sending connect requests. It's actually going to help you automate your entire prospecting and your entire booking calls process with video. I mean, there's going to be a huge amount of value for you guys. Justin is an incredible dude that was able to start his business and go from zero to seven figures with his SaaS platform. He changed from being an agency owner to now a SaaS business owner. See you guys on the interview and yeah, go show Justin some love because of this amazing product that he has been able to build. All right, all right, guys. So we're going to have today one of our uh, good friends, Justin Hoff, right? I'm, I'm saying yeah. it right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, we're, we were literally just discussing about how to pronounce the, the last name. But listen, guys, we're going to uh, really enjoy a good conversation of a SaaS founder that is on the seven-figure mark. He's going to share some of the lessons that he went through of when since starting his business, going from zero to six figures, from six figures to seven figures, and transitioning from a marketing agency owner to now a SaaS founder, right? So without further ado, um, I want Justin just to give you the word so that you can tell everybody a little bit more of your background, what you do who you are, and of course, like how beautiful this platform that you're developing actually is, right? Absolutely. Yes, I appreciate it. So just to give you a little bit of a background on, yeah. on my company and, and where I come from. So I, uh, I founded my company eight years ago. We yeah. started off as a very traditional marketing agency. So think everything from uh, web design, digital ads, Facebook, Google, you know, yeah. SEO, all that jazz. And, um, you know, we worked and, and serviced worldwide to, to SMBs. And part of the problem that we found was that a lot of small to medium sized businesses just didn't have the budget that was required in order to compete in the realm of all of those channels. So, you yeah. know, even if it's YouTube or whatever it is. And uh, the reason for that is because, you know, just to, to give you an example, if, I, if I'm a solopreneur, I'm, I'm a lawyer and I'm trying to get new business and I decide I want to do some LinkedIn ads or I want to do some Google ads, me, the small lawyer owner, is suddenly going to be competing with those multi-million dollar law firms that are out there in their area, right? And sure. those guys obviously have a way bigger budget than, than what I do. Yeah. So in understanding that, we started to do some market research and actually ask our customers outside of digital advertising, how do you get business? So a lot of people were asking and they were saying, you know, networking obviously is, is a big thing. Um, and a lot of them said they either hire SDRs um, or they prospect themselves using LinkedIn. Yeah. And so that obviously gave us a huge idea to look into that realm and see um, how and if there were tools that were doing that. Yeah. Um, obviously, we're not the first to to offer this kind of a, of a service. Right. But it's where we took it after that, that really brings this into uh, another realm. And so yeah. what we ended up doing was we ended up building a platform that enables you to do LinkedIn outreach and email outreach, right? Um, at the core, that is that is the principle of what we do. But we wanted to take it a step further because we understand that just like in other forms of, of advertising or prospecting, there's limitations, right? So if I'm doing Google ads, well, the number of budget that I put every single month is going to determine how many clicks and impressions and, you know, all that, that I get, right? Well, it's yep. the same concept with LinkedIn. If you have one LinkedIn profile, uh, there's only a finite amount of outreach that you can get and therefore a finite amount of leads that you can get in return. So 
we started to look at other industry standards and what they were doing. Well, if you take a look at SMS or other email marketing companies, how are they cheating the system? They get multiple phone numbers, they get multiple, they create multiple email addresses. So, you know, I would be Justin at the codexmedia.com and then I would create Justin H at or Justin dot H at and so on and so exactly. forth. That yeah. way I could just spam people, right? Yeah. But you can't do that on LinkedIn. You cannot create a fake profile on LinkedIn that can do that. It gets blocked, it gets uh, you know, flagged. A lot of people know that it's fake and whatever. But the concept behind that is extremely interesting. So what we did was we started to create our own network on LinkedIn of individuals that use uh, that don't use their LinkedIn account, but have a LinkedIn account. So it's essentially dormant. And what we did was we started contacting all of those people and saying, hey, listen, if you're not using your LinkedIn account, sign an NDA with us, sign a contract and an agreement and lease your account to us and allow us to brand it to our companies, to our clients, so that we can then use your profile to scale our businesses and companies. Exactly. That's exactly what we started to do. Just want to, to touch a little bit on that because uh, for some people that might be listening to the podcast, they might be like, okay, some sort of LinkedIn automation, like, I don't know, they might be thinking that they are just sending connect requests on autopilot and yeah, that's not no, it, that's... Right? Like this is actually revolutionary things, man. Like, yeah, it, exactly. Basically growing an army of people that fight for you without you having to rely maybe on, on, on spam, spam people that don't really exist or et cetera. Right. Exactly. So can can, can you just go a little bit uh, more in depth, Justin, and explain like the, I mean, what this entails for people that like actually do prospect on this on, on LinkedIn and do it actively, like what this means for them. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. And again, this goes back to part of the market research that yeah. we were, that we were doing is that we found that a, co a company, whether they were big or small, they were hiring someone or doing it themselves. And, you know, so let's say a company that has, uh, you know, 50 employees, right? Out of those 50 employees, they probably have five, maybe 10 of them are SDRs that they're paying anywhere from 50 to $100,000 a year to do essentially what my AI does, right? Yes. For a fraction for a fraction of the cost. And when I mean yeah. fraction, it is a very, very small amount of yeah, money yeah. that you need. So that's what we ended up finding out was that, our unique model creates these, what we call AI sales rep teams for businesses so that whatever process they currently have, they don't have to break the bank. They don't have to worry about hiring and training new staff. They don't have to worry about any of that stuff. They can keep the SDR that they have and create an army underneath that SDR that is then going and prospecting for them. So the SDR no longer has to do the grunt work of, of lead generation and prospecting and opening up the doors. Yeah. They can focus on what matters most within their company, which is essentially doing demo calls or taking book meetings and, and closing business. So that's really, really where we come in is that you're not just doing LinkedIn lead generation. You're creating an army of people that look like our real employees for your business. And this actually does something for your, your validation, your brand validity on LinkedIn as well. Right. Yeah. So if suddenly uh, you grow to 10 employees from one in, you know, over the course of a week and all of these people are head of business development, head of sales, VP, CEO, whatever, it makes your company look bigger as well. So yeah. it's actually doing two things to this. Exactly. No, man, that's, that's incredible. And I, I, I mean, for, for people listening, like I, I want you guys to actually dimension what this, what this means, right? Because uh, in the past, uh, the, the limit was just uh, uh, having connection requests on autopilot, right? Yeah. Which out there's a lot of platforms that do it, but going that extra strong, going the extra mile is definitely the thing, right? Yeah, um, exactly. 
your platform being so successful, I want to, uh, I mean, I don't want to, to let's say, start talking about this just now, but I may want to uh, ask you, brother, like in regards to how was the experience of transitioning from maybe a boutique marketing agency that was just like the typical uh, PPC SEO for local businesses, for example, uh, yeah. how was that transitioning from, from going to service-based business to now a SaaS uh, business owner? Like yeah. some challenges, some things that you may encourage, encourage people that uh, yeah. are currently agency owners and may, might want to start a software of their own, like what some things that you would like to add over there, man. Yeah, so so great question. So it, for us, it was actually a little bit of a transition. So we didn't go from uh, a you know a marketing agency to a SaaS provider overnight, right? Yeah. So even we still provide these services in in another wing of our business, right? Yeah. Um, and that's how we've been able to to maintain and and grow as fast as we did. But what we did before we actually started building the platform was we actually hired. Uh, you know, I think it was like something like 50 or, or 60 virtual assistants from the Philippines that were doing the the outreach on LinkedIn for our customers. Like what we wanted to do is we wanted to have a use case before we spent the money and built the the platform, which, by the way, we bootstrapped ourselves. We didn't get any financing for it, wow. um, which is a, another conversation to yeah, have. Man. But that's uh, for, for our podcast. Definitely. That's something that I would absolutely. Love. Absolutely. So yeah, but, you know, essentially what we did was we said, OK, before we start building this wing of our business out and hiring a bunch of, of tech people and, and all that, let's figure out how uh, if this is even even worth it and we can do. So what we did was we started hiring some VAs um, from the Philippines that would come on board and would do the outreach on behalf of our customers. Well, there were a couple of problems with that right away. And the first one is that, you know, obviously a VA is like a glorified employee. So they take sick days. You have to pay them, you know, a monthly salary. You have to hope they show up to work, you know. But unfortunately, you know, in the Philippines, there's a lot of issues with uh, internet, uh, you know, power outages, yeah, or, things or, like or that. The, or the simple, of course, no, no offense or anything. Like even I myself, I come from a third world country, so nothing wrong with that. But the fact that there might be some uh, language limitations on how to effectively communicate ideas and everything with with prospects that most of the exactly. people that are listening to this or that are targeting first world countries need to actually know, right? Exactly. So, yeah. so there was there was a lot of copywriting issues, uh, messaging, you know, mistakes, things like that. Uh, we were also doing everything old school. So every single person that they reached out to, they would enter into an Excel sheet. Um, that was at the very, very beginning. And then obviously an Excel sheet became HubSpot and, you know, so on and so yeah. forth. But what we did was we started off with that, started to get a proof of concept and then started to build out from there. And then how we ended up creating our tech team, the first and foremost, the most important thing was getting a partner that knew about this technology, yeah. giving them a percentage of this wing of our company and, oh. and then working from there. And so that's what we did. We actually ended up poaching uh, one of the head of the technical teams from one of our competitors. I'm not going to say who it was, but I'm sure they know. <laughs> and uh, we ended up poaching them over to us. And we said, listen, we will give you X amount of percent for any business that we bring under this realm, under this umbrella for this SaaS platform, but we want you to build it. And he said, absolutely no problem. So he started to build it. He was happy to come on board. And then afterwards we started hiring more and more and more and more and more until, you know, now we're at the point where we have all those employees. So awesome. Awesome. I mean, like that, that roadmap that you shared there, even if it's just two steps, I think that is going to be super valuable for, I mean, yeah. it at least will plant the seed for anybody that maybe soon or maybe later down the road, think about starting absolutely. the class. It's like, number one, find a partner that is in, that has the knowledge and that has the experience on, on software 100%. development. And second, like giving percentages 
uh, I guess maybe if you feel comfortable sharing in the words, like how much percentage would you would you? Uh, so it's, I, I can't give you that answer, but what gotcha. I will tell you is that it's so there's a couple of different parts to it. So first, yeah. there's the base percentage. Yeah. There's a dividends on the profit that gets given every year. But then yeah. there's also a bonus that gets given to them based on milestones that we reach. So oh. just like with any SaaS platform, there's a lot of errors that that happen. We're at the mercy of, of LinkedIn and, and email, right? So anytime <laughs> yeah. LinkedIn makes an update, we have to rush to do an update. So there's going to be natural attrition rates. There's going to be drop off with clients and, and things like that, that you want to try to avoid. How do you avoid those, those types of things? How do you avoid losing a customer? The best way to, to do that, at least from a, from a tech standpoint, is making sure that your tech is as secure as possible and as foolproof as possible. So we base bonus and performances around that. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome, brother. Thanks. Um, Listen, just um, the, the last thing that I think that for, for most of people that are listening or viewing, if it's in YouTube, that uh, it's like, you know, like everybody wants to know like the dark little secrets of what are what is actually needed, right? So, yeah. for example, I want you to, to, to tell Justin like some of the lessons of how to go from zero to six figures. And then what are, what are some of the lessons of going from six figures to actually yeah. seven figures, right? Like, yeah. I, I would love to, to break it down in... in Or maybe if you if you see that there is other that there are other milestones that are more appropriate by all means, but I think that typically is like from zero to seven figures. Sorry, from zero to six and from six to seven, right? Yeah. So I'll give I'll give you the you know the secret sauce as I know it. If I if I could. Awesome. So, <laughs> yeah, man. So first and foremost, like what we were saying before, having a partner that knows and that can do what you're selling is one of the most important things. And in hindsight, if I would go back, my business partner originally in our company, when we started as a marketing agency, we were both salesmen, right? Which we thought would be hugely beneficial because sales is the most important part of any business, right? Yeah. But what we were, what we realized is that as we were selling, we didn't know how to fulfill because we didn't have the partner that could fulfill, right? Yeah. So we ended up having to go to alternate means, Fiverr and uh, you know all these other places and looking for people that were good enough to do that. So that was our first mistake at the beginning. And so if I could say, if you want to start off and build a, a business and build it right from the beginning to six figures, which in all honesty is actually pretty easy to do, um, yeah. it's, it's this way. You need to have one partner that knows how to do sales and can do sales all day, every day. And you need another partner that knows how to fulfill whatever the services that you're providing, right? The second thing is understanding it, to get to the six-figure company, right? You need to have a steady influx of sales coming from someone, okay? Now, in our case, it's our platform and our AI army that just goes out and does it, right? So <laughs> yeah, it, obviously. You know, yeah. It's, it, it's fairly easy, but depending on what you're selling, it might be through telesales, it might be only through email, it might be through text message, it might be through going door to door, but whoever is doing that, You need to make sure that that is frequent. Yeah, that's first thing. No matter what, in the six-figure model, okay, the solopreneur, or even if you have a partner, you are going to be wearing multiple hats, right? So division yeah. of labor becomes extremely important. So when I first started off my company, I was doing the sales, but then I was also writing up the contracts, sending the invoices, and then doing the customer service side, right? My business partner would handle all the campaigns and making sure that all that stuff was was done, you know, whatever. That's division of labor is extremely important, right? Yeah. After that, okay, you need to figure out how to delegate. So once you're going to go from six figure to seven figure, you need to do the most crucial part of your business, which most business owners don't want to do, and that's letting go. 
<laughs> Nobody yeah. wants to do it because they all claim that they do it better than everybody else. And so they're afraid that what they said they would do and the fact that they do it the best, if they have someone else doing it, that person is not going to be able to replicate what they do. That's why most business owners are stuck at six figures and can't get over that hump, right? So the first thing we did was we said, I cannot be the only salesperson in my company, right? We cannot have only one project manager overseeing all the campaigns. We can't, we need to scale. And by scaling, you need to understand. And I think there's a quote from Mad Men. Um, if you've ever seen that show, it's- Literally you get, started seeing it like one month ago or something. And I mean, it's, I just so find it, that you literally just mentioned it. <laughs> so, so Mad Men is one of my favorite shows and there's a reason for it. It's not because of the constant smoking and drinking and everything. But if you actually pay attention to the business aspect of it, they actually give you a lot of details on how to run a business to make it work. And a lot of that is the division of labor and understanding that nothing's going to be perfect. And so uh, there's a character in Mad Men that he says, the day you, you get your, the day you first get your clients is the day you lose one. And what that means is that it doesn't matter how good the client is or how good your service is and what you are providing for them, the client will leave no matter what for one reason or another, right? So the moment you get your first client, if you spend all of your time and attention on, on giving them the best service and nobody else can do it better than me, I got to do it, I got to do it, you're going to get stuck on that one customer or you know 10 customers or whatever it is, right? And inevitably, those customers are going to leave, whether it's because of budgetary reasons, the service isn't good enough, they are just moving in another direction, they want to put a pause on it, COVID hits. I mean, there's a million different reasons for it, right? So understanding that volume is key, unless you are a boutique agency and you are dealing with multi, multi-million dollar, you know, celebrities or whatever yeah, it is, yeah. but I'm, I'm talking for the, the vast majority, right? So to get to seven figures, you need to be able to scale. And how do you scale? You let go. That's the easiest way. And that's, that's what we did. And it, it completely changed our lives. Awesome. Awesome. Now, if, just out of curiosity, like nowadays, what's your role on Codex Media? Like what, what is it that you spend your, most of your time on? I guess that's golfing. Like, golfing every day. Golfing. Oh my <laughs> no, God. no, 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 no. no. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm one of those guys that, that I love what I do. Like I, yeah. I love my business and I love my business model. And here's the thing, right? Is that there are not a lot of people that offer what we offer in in this world our, our what i always say is that my business is akin to early 2000 cgi right mm -hmm. when cgi first started coming out in early 2000 movies it looked awful but everybody wanted it right <laughs> it was it was hard to get people to wrap their heads around suddenly you know you were using a puppet yoda in star wars to all of a sudden a you know 3d digital cgi version right you know exactly exactly that's that's where i'm at i'm at the early stages of the ai evolution and the early stages of people no longer needing humans for ai for for sales departments right Definitely. i am at the head of that wave and so what happens is that we get a lot of bite back because people are kind of like, I don't get it. What do you, what do you mean? How can I scale my business using, you know, digital sales reps? It, 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 people aren't used to hearing the lingo. And so they're not used to what it is. So my job now is primarily as business dev and, and doing partnerships, white label partnerships is a huge thing for us. We white label this to a ton of digital advertising agencies across the world. And we help them to understand how they can genuinely help businesses scale at a low budget. And most yeah. people say that, but they can't actually follow through with it. We're one of those fortunate companies where we can. Yeah. 
man awesome brother i think that for anyone listening uh this not this is not it's not only super valuable because of course it is but it's also super encouraging right because uh i mean i guess that pretty much nobody aside from you or the business owner behind the business yeah. uh, actually understands everything that is needed to work to get to this stage right like at the beginning everybody has their own dreams their own uh yeah man i'll get rich in one year right and all of a sudden it's like eight years have gone by and maybe you are yeah. halfway there right uh, but brother, thank you very much for everything. I always Absolutely. like to ask podcast guests um, one message. Like if somebody was here and it's the first and last time that they know about Justin, um, brother, what would you like to to tell the world? Like one message. It doesn't have to be business related. Of course, if you want it, but go ahead. But pretty much anything. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. And- so great, great question. So I guess with um, regards to business, I would say let go. That to me is the the biggest thing that I took out of the eight years working, like I was mentioning before, if you are stuck in the day-to-day of your own business, you're basically just working a nine to five job for, you know, for a company, right? That's all it is, right? The moment you close a client, focus on the macro, meaning the outside, focus on pushing it forward on taking a look at the, at the global position and view of your company, where you want it to be. And never let go of that and constantly have that mentality, right? The moment you start looking internally and the moment you start just focusing on one client at a time, it's never going to, it's never going to succeed. You're never going to get over that hump. And the second thing is automation is your best friend. Okay. And the reason why I say that is, you know, just to go along with letting go and scaling and all that, um, for someone that is let's say they're not even at six figures yet, but they're close or, or let's say they, you know, they just hit, you know, six figures um, and they, and they want to just, you know, grow their business even more, but they don't have that money to hire employees or VAs to be able to assist. So there's ways that we've created that alleviate customer support, onboarding, uh, tech support, you know, different things like that by using what we call our land portals, which are, automated chat systems that our customers operate and use rather than speaking with real people through my company, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So automation is your best friend and it allows you to get over that, that awkward phase in your company where you're doing well, but you just don't have enough money to hire more employees. Everybody gets to that point eventually mm-hmm. and they don't know how to get over that hump, right? And so they try to hire VAs and it doesn't really work out. And then they take a couple of steps back find the tools that already exist that can help alleviate the pressure in your company. That's, that's would be my last thing. Awesome. Awesome. Justin, thank you very much for the value, for your time, for everything. Um, I know that for me, it was definitely uh, super valuable. And I know for the people that are listening or watching specifically, I know that for, for SaaS SaaS owners, this is going to be like uh, basically the kid to the castle, right? So awesome. (laughs) Thank you very much, my man. Absolutely. My pleasure. Take care, everyone. Thanks, brother.